0: welcome to the wonderful world of wine we are your hosts kim simone and mark Lindsay, exploring all things wine with you our program is supported by franklin public radio and you can find our past episodes on soundcloud and itunes Hello again, everybody, and thanks for joining Kim and I today on the wonderful world of wine. How are you, Kim?
1: I'm doing fine, Mark. Good to talk to you again.
0: You too, and excited for today's show, Kim, because it's football season, my favorite time of year.
1: I know, you love football.
0: (laughs) And we had to come up with something for our listeners related to wine and football, and what better than pairing football, foods, and wine. We found, I think there was five or six, many different infographics. Quite a few, yes. Yeah. Surprisingly, right? And I love infographics, Cam. I use them on my Instagram page. I think it's the best form of short education you can get out there. It's just a quick blurb about something. And the people who put these food ones pairings together you know, they're really creative and great designs and different themes, but they all had pretty similar tailgating foods and wine pairings but with the pairings were all over the place. But I thought we'd talk to the listeners today and get them excited for the season and to put some wine in their car when they go to the tailgating this year.
1: Absolutely. When I mentioned this one to my family, the first question was wine with football food. I'm like, yes, (laughs) it doesn't just have to be beer. Like there is a a lot of variety of snacks and things that we might want to have with us either on the couch or (laughs) or tailgating. And I think that wine has a place uh, next to a lot of those foods.
0: Yeah. And whether you're tailgating in the parking lot or in your house, right? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> These are foods that travel or on your couch. They they all work, and I personally, I bring wine with me when I tailgate. You know, I'm geeky, and we'll talk about that as we get Lovely. into the, the pairing. So, what would you like to talk about first for a food, Kim? I'll let you pick first.
1: Ooh, so you mentioned a minute ago that we have a whole bunch of different inf- infographics, which we do, and there were some that had a lot of. Similarities when it came to the foods, and other ones that had some sort of different things. But one that everybody seemed to have on their pairing was wings, chicken wings.
0: Chicken wings,
1: yes. And some had fried chicken, others had wings, others specified that they were buffalo. But I want to talk about wings first because I've got pounds of wings frozen in my freezer just waiting for a football game. Nice. Good start. Yes. So I think that. The wings are all about what are you doing for a sauce? Like it's not so much about the chicken wing itself. It's all what are you doing with the wing? So there are so many different options. I like buffalo because I like spicy. So if I were doing like a spicy buffalo wing, I would do something like a Riesling, something with a little bit of sweetness to it. But if you're doing barbecue wings, then you kind of open up this whole realm of fruity, spicy red wines, which I think can go amazingly well with barbecue things.
0: I'm glad to hear how you approach this and saying the sauce is key. And friend in Millis, Bob Harky, always says sauce is the boss when you're talking food pairings, right? Mm-hmm. And especially with chicken wings, like you said, spicy barbecue, just plain and playing with that sweet and spicy You have a lot of choices in the wine world. A few of them, of these infographics, instead of saying uh, white or red and naming an actual type of white or red, they had uh, categories of like um, intense reds, soft reds. Mm -hmm. um, Did you like how that was put, how they kind of paired the wines with the foods?
1: I liked it in the way that it was trying to pair the weights of the wine with the weight of the food. And that's one of the ways that I like to approach food and wine pairings. So it was less about the flavors in the particular food with the flavors in the particular wine and more is the weight of this wine going to stand up to how heavy or how delicate or what have you for the food. So in that respect, I did like that they did pairings like that. But I think it was nice because we do have a variety of things. you know, Some approached it that way and some approached it by either a specific grape variety or even down to a particular producer but yeah i'm kind of okay with doing it in a category i think it's that makes it a little bit easier for say wine geeks like us to figure out what that wine is but i think it makes it a little bit harder for somebody who might not know by looking at a bottle of white wine whether that's a sweet white or a heavy white or an oaky white you know All right and
0: as far as body they said with the chicken wings for reds, light to medium body. And only one of the infographics suggested Zinfandel. So one was going heavy and all the rest were pretty much saying, stay medium bodied, light body reds. And -hmm. like you said, sweet wines or Riesling works well. And there was a few sparkling suggestions, which I think sparkling on most of these foods we're going to talk about always works.
1: And there was um, one rose suggestion too for yeah, wings. So. I was gonna
0: bring that up. But yeah. I didn't know. What did you think about <laughs> rose? And I would and,
1: totally do rose with wings.
0: Because rose, there's really no heavy bodied out there. They're usually light or medium bodied. I think it works great. Mm-hmm. So let's talk uh fried chicken, Kim. You mentioned wings. Were you done with the wings?
1: I'm done with wings. All, All right. So, so sauce is boss, is that what Bob says? Yes. Yes. That's
0: that's his Is line with food. And and a lot of these we talk about that is key. The sauce you're having on the food or how you're preparing the food really matters when you're pairing
1: with wine. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to jump over to fried chicken, yeah, um,
0: <laughs> then i would chicken.
1: I would definitely kind of go uh, I would agree with what they are saying here, where it's more of a of a a lighter wine, a white wine, and a sparkling wine kind of friendly thing because I am big about fried food and sparkling wine. I like to have those bubbles cut through the fattiness of the food. So I really like something with bubbles for fatty food, whether it's bubbly wine or whether it's a beer. So I'm on board with sparkling wine for fried chicken.
0: Yeah, I agree. Most of the recommendations were whites, few light reds. Mm-hmm. There was a recommendation for a Sangiovese with fried chicken, which I think, you know, that works. I mean, on your sparkling point, there was a recommendation for rosé sparkling. And I was thinking of our old friend uh, from Alsace, the rosé sparkling. I think it would work great with mm. uh, fried chicken.
1: Yeah, the Lucianne Albrecht. That would be excellent. Fried chicken. I, fried I've never chicken.
0: had sparkling wine with fried chicken, I don't think. But it, it sounds like it would be a great pairing.
1: I think you got to try it.
0: So what uh, you want to move on to next? We did wings, fried chicken.
1: I want to do one of the, like, I think... Harder things to pair like spinach dip or spinach artichoke dip. dip.
0: Okay. Because
1: that shows up on all of these too. And it's something that I make a lot at home. It's kind of funny because sometimes artichokes can be a little hard to pair with wine and the dip itself is very creamy. So the one that I make has got sour cream and cream cheese and I throw a little, you know, crushed red pepper in there and it's just warm and bubbly and good. But I feel like it can go with a style of wine that we haven't really talked about yet. And that is kind of these light herbal citrusy kind of white wines like Gruner Veltliner or Sauvignon Blanc, something like that. Something that's lighter and refreshing, but that has a little bit of a green spicy note to it that can really pick up on the vegetables in it.
0: So do you put artichoke and spinach? Yes, I just do both. both. I do
1: spinach and artichoke hearts. Okay. Yes. So
0: many of the listeners might not know this, but artichokes... Are one of the probably hardest foods they say to pair Mm -hmm. with wines, and what is that, Kim? Because there's what's in the artichoke. Is it? um...
1: It's a particular chemical compound that makes a lot of wines taste like metallic, and I forget what the actual compound is, but it it just it makes a lot of wines just not taste very good. What are you mixing it with again? Like what's in the dip? Yeah. Like cream cheese cream? and oh, sour cream, cream. cream. Okay. and okay. a little bit of mayo in there yeah. it's all, and cheese, like it's all creamy stuff. That's,
0: so the, yeah. that's really helping yeah. offset that.
1: Yeah. So it's like, think of it as pairing wine with cheese almost, less than pairing it with the dip. So the vegetables are a little secondary. And I think the creaminess of the dip is kind of the primary thing that you get. But I like having something like that with a wine that can bring out those vegetable flavors of the dip.
0: See, I'll be honest with, with you and the listeners. I, I didn't even have this on my list because it would never be in my car. <laughs> and it's something my... that I make all yeah. the time. So <laughs>
1: I, was, I like honed in on that. I'm like, oh, my dip.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I like you know, how you played on the creaminess. And and I think staying with dips, they there was a lot of chips and dip pairings in this. And I think there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. Like your dip, there was onion dip, there's seven layer dip. We haven't talked right? about nachos so, and stuff yet. Yeah. I mean, that's all, what type of chip are you using with the dip? What, what type of dip are you using? It all can play differently in how you pair it with the wine. So let's talk for a second about just you know nachos with a salsa dip. Would you go a totally different direction with like I tomato think- salsa?
1: I think it would depend on how spicy it was. Yeah. Um, If you don't have too much spiciness in it, I would go with a light red. And I've had tempranillos that have gone really well with like Tex-Mex food. I've had some lighter-bodied but spicy shirazes that have worked really well. So I think there is room for experimentation and flexibility, and like being able to try some reds with some of these things like i would totally do a light red with like quesadillas and nachos and stuff like that so
0: yeah and there were some suggestions about temper neo so you're right on with that they went with like riesling little sweetness Mm -hmm. um you could also again sparkling would work with that what about with onion dip kim onions and wine
1: yeah i honestly have not tried onion dip and wine my kids love onion dip. So, whenever their friends are over, I always have to make onion dip. But because the kids are over, I'm not drinking wine with it. So, haven't really tried any wine with onion dip. What's the so.
0: classic onion soup in wine? Is it? Um,
1: it's Lipton. Yeah. What's one? the What's
0: the f- wine they say is always the classic pairing with, with onion um, oh, soup? Good. Is it? Oh, uh, no it's like idea. sauternes or something. Isn't it like a, a sweet dessert wine?
1: Oh, with like a French onion soup or yeah, something? Yeah. I don't um, know. I've missed that one.
0: I'm wondering if like a something like something really sweet would offset well, the, the
1: onion. Uh, I mean the onion can be kind of overpowering of a flavor. Yeah. So you would need something that would stand up to the the onion flavor.
0: What about sparkling with the bubbles offset that? you know me.
1: Sparkling is going to go with everything. Yeah, it still
0: works, right? (laughs) That's exactly what I said early on. Sparkling is going to work with all of this. What about seven-layer dip? There was a recommendation for Viognier. Now, I'm thinking seven-layer dip is always something with a little spice in it, right? One of the layers is... Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's like nachos, but different. You know, it's yeah. like all the stuff that you would put on top of nachos, but it's in dip form. And usually there's like some avocado in there and there's like a creamy layer. And again, delicious.
0: It's, I, you know, something it's sparkling. Oh, right when you said all that.
1: <laughs> when in doubt. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, in my, doubt bubble.
0: My go-to dip is a pepper relish with cream cheese.
1: Ooh. And I it's, like that And it's
0: a little spicy, but you get that cream cheese. So a lot of like medium bodied whites and reds go with it. You can play a lot of different uh, wines with it. What do you want to go on to next, Kim?
1: I think we should start focusing on some things that go particularly well with big reds because there's a lot of rich, flavorful kind of fatty foods that we can do for game day, like burgers and meatballs and barbecued ribs and things like that. So there's, I think, a lot that you can have on your menu and on your table that goes particularly well with big reds.
0: Yeah, Berg is, I think. Burgers. any of you are tailgating, that's the thing people are throwing on the grill. Yeah, anything seeing... off the grill. Yeah, so they were saying heavy-bodied whites or intense reds is the key with burgers. And, and again, you could play it on the type of sauce you're using, the type of burger. It could be beef, it could be turkey, it could be chicken, right? I mean, it all depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I saw that I really liked for a suggestion was Lambrusco with a burger. I think it's a great pairing. What'd you That's think an, of Lambrusco? It's nice
1: and it's a different, it's a different suggestion. And I really like Lambrusco with like fatty meaty things and like sausages and pepperoni and, you know, any of those things. So I think it would actually go really well with the burger because it's it's palate cleansing and it's it can be refreshing. And I think that that just makes a really nice counterpoint to a fatty burger.
0: And you could get, you get the weight, you get the fruit, you get the bubbles, all, it hits all points for pairing. And they like they said, intense wines, a lot of cab. There was even one to not recommendation, which is really, really heavy. What about whites, Kim, with the burger? What do you go for when you're having a a burger and a white wine? that's not sparkling.
1: I think you could do a whole variety of things as long as it's got a little bit more going on. So I think Chardonnays would be fine, whether oaked or unoaked. Definitely do a Chardonnay. I think Chenin Blanc would also be a nice pairing. Again, because there's enough weight. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of complex flavors generally with Chenin's. So I think that either of those grape varieties would certainly stand up to a lot of different things that you could put with them.
0: It's interesting you said oaked or un oak chard, because I would definitely go, I want to oak, you know, something that's heavy, something- Yeah, you want something really. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true, It would both work. You can have something that's a good fruit chardonnay. I wouldn't throw away a, a white burgundy with a burger, that's for sure. It'd be a waste, <laughs> but I wouldn't throw it away.
1: Yeah, it might overwhelm the burgundy a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? The white burgundy might stand up better to the burger than the red burgundy would.
0: Yeah, that's true too, because the, the be so light.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there are fewer or not as many Italian wines mentioned in, uh, in all of these infographics, especially when we're talking about cheese and charcuterie boards and pizza. And, you know, a lot of these finger foods, I think, really are well suited to Italian wines because they've got tannins, they've got nice bright acidity. So that's something that I would say to people is something that could have a really happy place uh, for enjoying some football is, uh, you know, a nice bottle of Sangiovese or a nice bottle of Dolcetto would go great with a lot of these things.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, we mentioned Sangiovese with the fried chicken. We mentioned Lambrusco with the burgers. And on the second half, I think there's a few I saw that we're going to mention with other foods. So we'll get to that.
1: You're listening to The Wonderful World of Wine, and we are your hosts, Kim and Mark. We are supported by Franklin Public Radio in Franklin, Massachusetts, and you can find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. You can find more information about Mark on his website, franklinliquors.com, and more information about myself at commonwealthwineschool.com. It's football season, everyone, and we are discussing football, food, and wine pairings, which could be a little bit maybe outside the norm for a lot of people, but we're finding that there are a lot of traditional either tailgating foods or just sitting at home watching the game foods that can go particularly well with different styles of wine. And one of the ones that I wanted to bring up was add a little bit of uh, spiciness to our table and something like jalapeno poppers or, you know, a spicy queso dip and trying to find a wine that goes with spicy food like that. Now, I know you're not a super big fan of spicy food, Mark.
0: No, not jalapeno.
1: Don't know if you have any thoughts on chicken. This
0: one. No, but I would definitely want to kill the heat. Something either uh, bubbles or something sweet to, to really... Tone down the heat.
1: Yeah, this is when I would go for a, for something with a little bit of sweetness to it. So this is where I'm uh, I'm going with my riesling. Either uh, I've been having some really nice ones from the Finger Lakes of New York. Lately, uh, Germany is always a go-to. There's some nice things from Washington State as well. Luckily, a lot of producers of Rieslings these days put a a handy little scale on the back of the bottle that'll tell you just how sweet or how dry it is. So when you're looking for Riesling, flip it over and it'll be a scale from dry to dessert. So pick what you like and where you want to be. To go with something that has some heat to it, I tend to go in the uh, semi-sweet or off-dry category because you're right, it does cut that heat. Yeah,
0: that's where I would go. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It so that'll go, go with
1: our jalapeno poppers and also our buffalo wings. And if anybody has particularly spicy uh, si nachos or anything like that.
0: Yeah, we're hungry. I'm sure we're the hungry. listeners are all hungry now. <laughs> I'm ready for football and I'm hungry.
1: That's right. Give me give me a plate of something fried. <laughs>
0: and, and I'm thinking people are, are thinking, Kim, you know, who? you know, brings wine to the, to the tail. You don't see it when I'm walking up to the game. All I see in the, the empty trash barrels is beer. Right. And I don't well, it is see a little wine bit easier or... to
1: bring around cans of beer than it is to bring around bottles yeah. of wine, honestly. Yeah.
0: But keep in mind there's cans of wine, there's yeah. little boxes of wine. You can, you know, and I bring a sparkling Moscato all the time. And I pair it with whatever I'm having at the tailgate. I know it sounds kind of geeky, but when you think about it, like a sparkling uh, Moscato that's flavored, you have like a strawberry, you can do a blueberry. Uh They really work well with a lot of these foods we're talking about. And it's, it's easy to kind of transport and, and uh, they have good color to them. You know, this blue and red.
1: So why do you think they pair so well? With, I, with like the the I like the sweetness. The sweet,
0: Okay. It, I like that it has sweetness. It has bubbles and it, it has the fruit flavor that you pick. The uh, strawberry, I think, works well with. And I have like meatballs, which we should talk about. Let's go to that too because I want to stick back to meat. You get yeah. you off these these vegetarian things.
1: <laughs> no, I go to the. I, I'm going with vegetables. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, All right. Let's go back to meatballs. <laughs> they did say most Italians on most, I mean, we so anything. Italian really works with meatballs. You want to stay maybe away from the tannic stuff, but it it all works. And mm-hmm. they mentioned a lot of intense reds with meatballs: Zin, Syrah, pretty much every red. Yeah, and again how you top them, how you make them. Are they Swedish meatballs? Are they sweet and sour meatballs? Are they Italian meatballs with red sauce? It all depends. One of the recommendations I have for this that I absolutely love when I have meatballs and sauce is a Romato Pinot Grigio. So an orange Pinot Grigio. So it has a little bit more body Yeah. and it's just a phenomenal pairing. For you. There example.
1: are some good ones out there
0: too. It's mm. supposedly a hot trend, Kim, but I think huh. I'm the only one drinking it out there.
1: I, I have one that I brought into the wine school because I loved it so much. And Isn't I think I only brought the, it in for myself.
0: The body is just interesting, right? Yeah. I mean-
1: it, And complex. It, like the flavors are really complex. Like you get, for people who don't know what Ramato is, it's kind of like a rosé. And because Pinot Grigio is, we think of Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio as a white wine, but the skin actually has some pigment. So when you make the wine with contact with the skin, you get this like- pinkish grayish almost like golden sort of tint to it and it adds this whole nother layer of complexity and flavor to the wine so they really are very interesting and are fun to search out
0: yeah and the skins not only give it color but it gives it a little more texture and right a little more body to it mm-hmm. yeah so for our listeners seek it out what what about sparkling with meatballs kim still good
1: probably still good um i sweet would want something a little
0: meatballs i yeah See,
1: when i think meatballs i don't think sweet and sour meatballs i think really? what my grandmother made you know but yeah, I do like sweet and sour meatballs and Swedish meatballs and all those, all those things.
0: See, that's one of my tailgating staples is sweet and sour meatballs. Mm-hmm. It's like a jelly, grape yeah. jelly grape with jelly, mm-hmm. chili sauce. Oh, can you need a million of those.
1: See, that's something that I bet the Lambrusco would go well with.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because you've yeah. got
1: that grapeiness for the Lambrusco yeah. that would highlight the sauce.
0: mm See now that I'm gonna try that. Okay. That's a great suggestion.
1: This is why we do what we do. See, listeners, yeah. it's not just for you. It's <laughs> it's for us too. It helps us with our party throwing.
0: Yeah. So what next, Kim? I had a couple more, I think probably staples that people uh have when they're having football foods and, and wine. Sure. What's your next one? What about pizza, Kim? Everybody has to have pizza you, you know I mean Let's the Domino's is always advertising during the game mm. right to halftime Good go and get your pizza yep yeah we and, do
1: well that's true we do do pizza when we do uh super bowl parties it's true
0: and they mentioned red they said Barbera from italy that would be one of my
1: go-tos yep
0: i tell you i've been having a lot of fantastic Barbera diastes lately just the fruit lately in the vintages has mm. been like more of a blueberry than a cherry okay and uh Man, it would, it would really go good with pizza. Medium bodied, good acidity to go with the sauce.
1: Yeah, and the last few vintages have been pretty good from Northern Italy. So there's a lot of good stuff out there yeah. right now to buy.
0: And great bargains too. You know, under $15 to so just phenomenal. I went off there a little bit. But <laughs> what, what about, uh, again, whites? There wasn't too many recommendations for whites with pizza other than sparkling. We always comes back to sparkling. Did you see any recommendations other than sparkling for pizza? No, but I
1: do a lot of white wine with pizza, honestly. I think it's such a versatile food and you can put anything on a pizza. And even if you just have, you know, a plain margarita pizza or sauce and cheese and thing else, there's a whole lot of white wines that I think go just fine with pizza. I mean, anything from Italy, honestly, I tend to lean towards kind of slightly fuller bodied, but not sweet to go with pizza because I don't feel like there's too much on there that you need that sugar unless your sauce is like wickedly spicy. You don't really need any sweetness. So I really feel like pizza can be super versatile for whatever wines you want to throw at it.
0: I'm glad you said fuller body because if you said Pinot Grigio, kind of it, just the food just overpowers a yeah. Pinot Grigio. It's just so light bodied and doesn't really work. But there's so many other Italian whites that have more body that really work well.
1: A lot of whites from Spain too can totally stand up to food like that. Yeah.
0: The other one I had, Kim, I think we have to talk about, you see all the time when you're tailgating is a sausage, right? And again, this is similar to talking about uh, the wing topping. Mm. Is it a sweet sausage? Is it a hot sausage? Is it um, my favorite Chinese link sausage?
1: Ooh, those are the red ones? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those with... Some sort of sparkling is just, you know, a really good, yeah. you got a little bit of sweetness with the sweetness of the sausage. But again, if you're topping it with onions and peppers, we, we might be going a different direction with a
1: pairing, right? So I go a completely different route when okay. it comes to, to sausages, because I think Italian sausages and sausages and peppers and onions, yeah, and yeah. all those sausages have fennel in them. So I like a white wine that has like a really herbaceous note to play off the fennel. So like something like a Verdicchio or a Vermentino, something from central Italy that's going to refresh when you taste it, but also not completely disappear because it has a lot of the same flavors as with the sausage. So it's going to complement it pretty well.
0: That's a good suggestion. Jealous too, because one of the things... I have problems with when I'm tasting Italian whites is detecting herbal and nuttiness Mm. in Italian whites. Because I'll be a tasting people like, oh, this has hazelnut or this. And I get none of that. I just have a hard time detecting it. Mm -hmm. But does it really bring it out with the food?
1: I think when it's the herbal side, yeah. Yeah. Like that herbaceous thing I get. Not so much the nutty. I think what you're talking about is like when... They'll say like, oh, this smells like almond flour or whatever. And I'll be like, I have no idea what that like. That, right. It's right. too delicate.
0: And they'll get um, it in the profile on the yeah, taste too. Yeah.
1: But I think some of those green notes, for me at least, are a little bit easier to 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 pull out when I'm tasting a wine.
0: Yeah. So do you like more the traditional non-hot sausage?
1: Yeah. I like mild Italian sausages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is this With lots that, of onions.
1: <laughs> again, if it's a hot sausage,
0: you need something to kind of kill that heat. Yeah. Yeah. So something sweet or something sparkling. I like what, your
1: idea with the uh with the chinese sausage though that sounds really good.
0: Yeah, I love my chinese link sauce. The only problem with them I never know if they're cooked cuz they <laughs> they just, you know, I always burn them cuz I get so nervous. Anyway, one of the things I thought interesting in all the six or seven infographics we saw, I did not see any real seafood dishes. No, there was nothing. Which when you go to, you know, tailgate or all, people have football parties around here, there's usually some sort of seafood, right? A lobster or clams or something. I Crab see cakes
1: or yeah. something.
0: So all of these, out of all of them, I didn't see one that had a seafood.
1: No. Me neither. Well, maybe because people feel like you're going to be, you know, maybe in a hot, par- hot parking lot for the afternoon and you don't really want to do seafood.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been in a many more cold parking lots. Than,
1: <laughs> That's true. See, I'm thinking the beginning of the season and not the end of the season. Although there was one that was potato salad. I'm like, how long is that potato salad going to yeah, stick you, around? Those,
0: yeah. <laughs> those things you don't pack.
1: Oh, you know, what we yeah. missed,
0: Kim, was chili.
1: Oh, we did miss chili. We chili. talked a little bit about spicy, but chili is another classic, one of those. Classic, that right? Depends That's a classic on... football dish. Totally. But depending on, you know, are you making white chili? Are you making it with meat? Are you making it with beans? What what kind of chili are you making, you know? You're right. But for me, I feel like chili is definitely more of a red wine kind of a food, especially if it's got ground meat in it that... Definitely crosses the line to uh, to something for hearty red wine.
0: And I think this that's the style they were looking at, because most mm-hmm. of the recommendations were rich whites, bold reds, intense reds. And they recommended Rhone's, which I would assume they say it's going to be a little spice in that chili, so that, mm-hmm. that French Rhone would really play on that.
1: Yeah. And that really does work for a wine that has some spiciness to it, really draws... On the spice of the food and works really well. The flavor of the spice, not the heat of the spice.
0: What type of uh, chili girl are you, Kim? Are you a two alarm or a four alarm? I Handle two alarm. Two? Maybe a little yeah. bit
1: hotter. You know, my spice tolerance has gotten better as the years have gone by.
0: Yeah, I'm at the two level too. I, I don't go much beyond that.
1: Well, if you can handle two, then I'm sure I can handle three.
0: Well, I've never gone. <laughs> I've never gone above. But
1: if you can't do the buffalo wings, I don't know. Uh, yeah, true. What about
0: <laughs> the chardonnay with chili, oaked? Does the oak play like you know go the opposite way, or should we go fruit? Which I would go fruit. Yeah, I would go fruit. That's personally. what I was thinking too. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page with. Yeah. uh I think your tailgating and football party foods are different than mine, but
1: B. yeah, I like to change it up.
0: Yeah, now I gotta have my now that I have these meatballs and Chinese links on my mind <laughs> for for uh, tailgating next. <laughs> so, anything else, Kim? You think uh, we should cover with? football food and wines?
1: I think really just the takeaway is that there's a variety, a lot of variety in food and there's a lot of variety in wine and mix and match and see what works for you. But uh, I think a couple of takeaways is something with some fruit and maybe a little bit of uh, sweetness for those spicy things and just match the weights, you know, heavier food with heavier wine, lighter food with lighter wine.
0: Great suggestions. Thank you for joining us today on The Wonderful World of Wine. We've been your hosts, Mark Lindsay and Kim Simone, exploring all things wine with you. You can find more information about Kim at CommonwealthWineSchool.com. You can find more information about myself at FranklinLiquors.com. Our program is supported by Franklin Public Radio. You can find our past episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook at The Wonderful World of Wine. Cheers.
1: Go Pats. Why, 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 why?